You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Tiger Lily by Eleanor on Gossamer. Mulder didn't talk about Bambi all the time. He just thought about her all the time. It was Wednesday, three days after the great manure debacle, and Scully found herself wishing for a juicy X-File with lots of unexplained phenomena. She would be willing to investigate out-of-body experiences, thought transference, evil spirits, unearthly chemicals, anything that would wipe that faraway look off Mulder's face. She couldn't stand it anymore. Mulder, why don't you just call her? Hmm, who? Bambi? It took a lot of effort, but she was able to say the name without wrinkling her nose or sounding sarcastic. His face lighted up. You think I should? I think you should. You really want to, so why don't you? I didn't get the feeling she liked me much. Scully felt a pang of sympathy. She's only seen you for a brief time, and some of that under rather unsavory conditions. Give it another chance. I don't know, Scully. I don't know how long I can pretend to like insects. Well, then don't pretend. If you really hope to establish a relationship with her, it would be best to be honest. Scully's voice tightened on the word relationship. Mulder didn't notice. He was staring at the phone in indecision. Scully had never seen him so lacking in confidence when it came to a woman. Usually he was smooth and breezy, never at a loss for a flirtatious compliment for a pretty clerk or waitress. That was probably the trouble. This woman was no clerk or waitress. She had more years of education under her belt than Mulder did. And she obviously made his knees turn to jelly. Well, Scully wasn't sure if men suffered from that particular symptom of extreme sexual attraction, but whatever the male equivalent was, Mulder was suffering from it. What have you got to lose, Mulder? I bet if you tell her that you hate insects, but you would really like to get to know her better, she'd be flattered. The fact that you have to overcome a natural aversion to see her will work in your favor. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll call her later. He turned back to his work, but it wasn't long before he was staring at the phone again. Scully hoped he would make the call soon. Whether Bambi turned him down or said she would see him, it would be a step towards a return to normal around the office. And that's all Scully wanted, a return to the old working atmosphere. It didn't matter to her which way it went as long as there was an end to all the unresolved sexual tension that was emanating from Mulder, so that they could return to normal. She forced herself to stop staring at Mulder, staring at the phone. Somebody had to get some work done. Hello? You were right, Scully. As soon as I admitted to her that I hated insects, she started to warm up. I guess it was pretty obvious that I was faking it. And what about UFOs? Did you tell her that you didn't believe her theory about the swarming insects? No, not yet. Didn't want to hit her with everything all at once. But I will, as soon as she has a chance to get to know me a little. I'm going up there Friday and taking her to dinner. That's great, Mulder. What happened to Dr. Einanoff? Oh, Bambi still thinks he's pretty wonderful. She was telling me all about his social robots. But let's face it, Scully, he's an old man. Be careful not to underestimate the competition, Mulder. Remember, he likes insects. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to be very diplomatic. A new first. Ha ha. See you tomorrow, Scully. And thanks for the good advice. You're welcome, Mulder. 
Scully hung up the phone and sat staring blindly at her TV screen, her hands automatically stroking the soft fur of the dog curled up at her side. When a particularly loud and obnoxious ad broke her trance, she turned off the television and looked at the dog. I think I must be crazy. Why am I helping Mulder woo this woman? When the dog didn't reply, she answered herself. Because to continue to be unpleasant about her would reflect poorly upon myself and achieve nothing. He's besotted with her. What man wouldn't be? She's gorgeous. She's smart. She's got long legs. Scully stood up abruptly. Come on, she said sharply. Time for your bedtime walk. She wore her Walkman so she wouldn't have to think too much. She walked longer and farther than usual so that she would be able to fall asleep quickly. By Friday, Scully was getting used to the new pain. She just pushed it to one side of her mind along with the pain of losing Melissa. I'd like to leave around two o'clock, Scully. Do you think you could finish going over these surveillance reports on your own? Sure, Mulder. Just park them on my desk. She kept reading. When Mulder came over with a pile of papers, he hovered beside her until she looked up to see him frowning. What? I was thinking of taking her some flowers. Is that too corny and old-fashioned? For crying out loud, Mulder, you'd think you'd never been out with a girl before. He flushed a little and laughed. Sorry, I just don't want to mess this one up if I can help it. Scully bit the inside of her lip. Flowers are always suitable. They're romantic and frivolous. What kind were you thinking of getting? Pink roses? Scully pursed her lips. Not original, but safe. A girl usually likes flowers in a color that complements her appearance. Get deep pink if you can, and not too many. It's the thought that counts here. Too many just looks ostentatious. Mulder nodded, then looked at his watch. Again. She swallowed her irritation. He was obviously anxious and itching for some action to ease his nerves. Go on, Mulder. You might as well hit the road. You're not able to concentrate on anything today anyway. I'll finish up here. His face broke into a happy grin. He grabbed his coat and headed for the door, turning at the last moment. Scully? He hesitated, a look of concern on his face. Thanks, partner. Get lost before I have a change of heart, Mulder. She kept her head down, her eyes on the page in front of her, until she heard the door close. Scully got up and wandered around the office, her arms wrapped around her stomach. She felt as if something was gnawing at her insides. Maybe a cup of coffee would help. Coming back with her steaming mug, she was struck by the emptiness of the office. The work she had to do could be done just as easily at home. If anyone questioned her leaving, she could honestly say that she really wasn't feeling very well. She packed up and beat a hasty retreat, leaving the coffee cooling on her desk. When the phone rang late Friday evening, Scully picked it up with trepidation. She wanted it to be Mulder, and she didn't want it to be Mulder. Hello? You were right about the roses, Scully. The deep peak ones were perfect. She wore one in her hair when we went to dinner, and she was wearing a dress that same color, made of some soft fabric. She looked wonderful. Mulder, if you just called to give me a fashion review, I do have better things to do with my time. Scully stirred the cocoa vigorously. Just felt like talking, and I wanted to thank you again. I think she's beginning to like me. She suggested that we go hiking tomorrow. 
Scully envisioned the two pairs of long legs and shorts and boots. Her shoulders sagged. That's nice, Mulder. Where are you now? Lord, why did she ask that? She didn't really want to know, did she? She took a quick gulp of cocoa that scalded her throat. Back at the motel. Still a lot of roaches around, but they all seem normal. Bambi has been examining a random sample from the area every day, but no other mechanical roaches have turned up. Her knowledge of insects is unbelievable, Scully. It's only when we have to actually look at them that I feel repulsed. As long as she is talking about them, I'm fascinated. She has such a beautiful voice. I could listen to her for hours. Uh-huh. Well, the commercials are over, Mulder. I'm missing my movie. What are you watching? The Great Escape. A classic. I especially like the scene where they're almost finished digging and James Garner. It's not a rental, Mulder. I can't just rewind to get what I'm missing. Unless you have something important to say, I'm hanging up. Sorry, Scully. Enjoy the movie. Good night, Mulder. She regretted her snappish tone of voice, but he was gone. Scully shook the worst of the dirt off one hand and gingerly picked up the phone. Hello? Did you know that those little water bugs called back swimmers can bite Scully and that the bites itch like crazy? No, I didn't know that, Mulder. She held the Acalypha hispidus tails up as she gently spread the potting soil around it. What else did you learn on your nature walk? How to identify different species of aphids? How many eggs different species of spiders lay? He sounded tired. Sounds like lots of fun. Scully watered the soil down and tried not to be hopeful. So, how are you and Bambi getting along? Pretty well. She offered to cook dinner for me. I think she's trying to make up for the bites. I did make kind of a fuss. Scully could just see his injured, poor me look. It didn't work on Scully anymore, but it would probably get Bambi feeling sorry for him. Nice move, Mulder. He laughed. You know me too well, Scully. Something squeezed her heart. Warts and all, Mulder. So what are you up to? Transplanting some house plants and roasting a chicken? With stuffing? No, I don't bother with stuffing if it's just for myself. She grimaced, wishing that it hadn't come out sounding quite so pathetic. Well, I'm going to shower and take a nap. That woman set a grueling pace. What kind of wine would you choose to go with baked salmon? White, I think, maybe a rosé, sparkling. Scully, did anyone ever tell you that your taste in wines is somewhat reminiscent of soda pop? She smiled a wide, happy grin as the welcome warmth of his affection spread through her. Yes, Mulder, you do, often. So why do you ask my opinion? Gives me a chance to feel superior to you for a change. It was the first time he had teased her in a week. Well, I better go. Bye, Mulder. Scully glanced at the clock as she picked up the phone. 10.30 p.m. God, he'd better not be calling to brag about his conquest. There were limits to even her friendship. Hello? Hi, Scully. What's wrong, Mulder? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. Do you know that woman eats, sleeps, and breathes bugs? Her bookshelf has nothing but bug books. I tried to get a conversation going on another topic, but she's got a one-track mind. How was dinner? What wine did you get? So turns, we haven't had it yet. Dr. Einanoff called with some kind of entomological problem and she went rushing off to consult with them. Said she'd be right back. That was hours ago. Scully? Yeah? 
Am I like that, obsessed by one topic? Do I go on and on about aliens and UFOs until you're sick of them? Sometimes, but you're also able to talk intelligently on a number of other topics. Government conspiracies, mutants, clones. Okay, okay, enough. What's that music? HMS Pinafore? Gilbert and Sullivan, you must be watching A&E. No, actually, it's a record that was made of our high school production. It's pretty bad, but I enjoy listening to it once in a while. I had a crush on the boy who played Rafe Rackstrom. I didn't know that you sang, Scully. Well, I was just in the chorus. One of the sisters, cousins, and aunts? I bet you were an alto. Yep. Ah, I think I hear my hostess returning. Maybe if I can get a little of this wine into her, I can get her mind off bugs for a while. Do you suppose she talks about bugs in bed? I don't want to know, Mulder. The phone rang Sunday morning. It was Scully's mother. The phone rang Sunday afternoon. It was a charity. Obviously, Mulder had succeeded and was diplomatically not calling with details. She couldn't stay around all day listening to the phone not ringing. She changed into some tidy clothes, picked up her Scrabble game and her cribbage board, and went out. She had a professional acquaintance who was on the staff of a veteran's home. Once in a while, she would go down there and visit with the men who didn't have families and play a few games. It was one of the ways that she paid homage to her father's memory. Usually, she enjoyed it. The old fellows flirted with her and paid her outrageous compliments. She felt good about bringing a little spice into their lives. They were a pretty mean bunch of cribbage players, too. Scully did better if she could talk one of them into a game of Scrabble. No one was willing to play Scrabble today. Scully was getting annoyed at being repeatedly skunked at cribbage. The thick cigarette smoke was giving her a headache. The old men's jokes were tired and familiar. It was time to go. She walked part of the way home to clear her head and to think. It was time to come to terms with the weekend's events. In the morning, she would have to face Mulder. So how did she feel? She felt abandoned and rejected. Why? Because Mulder was hers. Hers? How? She didn't know exactly. Her alter ego. She was the one he teased and argued with, shared his thoughts and fears with. She was the one he was closest to. Until now. Mulder deserved love like anyone else. Shouldn't she be happy for him? Yes, she was, but... But what? She'd believed for quite a while now that Mulder loved her. Really? What made her think that? Just a lot of little things. The way that he phoned her at all hours of the night and day. The fact that neither of them had other romantic interests. But had he ever actually said anything to make her believe that? No, nothing. Had she ever said anything to him that would show him that she cared that way for him? No, never. Well, then, obviously, it was an erroneous assumption. Mulder was falling in love with a sexy bug lady. And as his friend, Scully should be happy for him. Yeah, tomorrow. She'd be happy for him tomorrow. They would still be friends, still be partners, but she would lose that closeness, that comfortable companionship. She would be happy for him tomorrow, even if it killed her, but tonight she was going to grieve for something that had never really had a chance. She went into a restaurant and ordered a glass of Sauternes with her dinner. 
There was a bouquet of flowers on her coffee table. Bouquet was a little too elegant. There were five stems of huge tiger lilies jammed into a tall jar. She looked at them in mystification. They were gorgeous, vibrant, peachy orange trumpets with exotic speckled throats. So where did they come from? Only Mulder and her mother had keys to her apartment. The phone rang. Confusion, hope, joy, caution. Scully was trembling inside as she picked up the phone. Hello? Hey, Scully, where have you been? I've been trying to get hold of you all evening. I was over at the veteran's home, and then I had dinner out. Get skunked again? Yes. Did you bring the flowers? I hope you don't mind my letting myself in. I wanted to get them into water before they expired. Where did you get them? I was over at my mother's doing some digging for her. She has a whole bank of them growing wild. They reminded me of you. Thank you, Mulder. I love them. I hope I didn't pick too many. Wouldn't want to seem ostentatious. I think the Miracle Whip jar takes care of that, Mulder. Well, I don't know where you keep your vases. I found that in your recycle stuff. She had to know. So, what happened with you and Bambi? Nothing. We ate our dinner, drank our wine, she talked about bugs, and I finally told her what I thought of her theory about UFO sightings really being insect swarms. And? She thinks I'm crazy. I think she's one of the most beautiful boars I have ever met. I drove over to Mom's and spent the night and most of today with her. I, I'm really sorry that it didn't work out, Mulder. No big deal. I dropped by the office, thought you might be there. What did you do with those surveillance reports, Scully? They're here in my briefcase. I've been going through them. Nothing useful yet. Well, it's late. I guess they can wait till tomorrow. I've got blisters from the digging. You should have worn gloves. Her vision was blurring. He sighed dramatically. You're a hard woman, Scully. See you in the morning. A tear ran down her cheek to get caught in the corner of her smile. Good night, Mulder. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.